and welcome to another episode of the Grafted Marriage Podcast. I am your host, Chris, and with me, as always, is the... Hmm. Yeah. Too much time, bye-bye. Well, there's got to be something. I just don't know what it is yet. Irreplaceable in your life. Well, that goes with that. Irreplaceable in my life is certainly true. There you go. So there we go. Very well. Awesome. I just wanted to remind you of that. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm still suffering from a little bit of a cold, so I might break out and coughing fits or, you know, whatever. <laughs> so just be prepared. I want to talk about what does it mean to you to feel cared for? What does that mean to you? I think that's like the whole preventative versus reactionary. Like we've talked about before. Okay, so you tend to, you'll, like, if I say, can you do this, this, or this, you'll do them. Like, you'll help me all the time. Easy. Always do that. But you don't think ahead of that. And I think to be cared for, you have to be thinking ahead of. So for you, to feel cared for means that the person that is caring for you is being proactive. Mm -hmm. And specifically for you... That means what? Like just knowing what's coming up, you know? It's like thinking ahead. How are you doing? How are your, how's your relationship with God? What's going on in your life? Um, is there anything that we need to take care of this weekend around the house? Or just things like that, like you're asking the question because it makes me feel like there's like some protection there. There's some, you know, thoughtfulness instead of I need to think of it all. Right. And I know that I don't think of everything. I know these are words that everything and all is not true. So do you think this is universal? Do you think that that's something that know. all women think about and that that's how, you know, how they view things? Or do you think that is a result of your childhood? And I'm sure it's a combination like, of things. But where, like, do you think, where do you think that comes from? Where do you think that you developed? Like that is where you developed that lens of determining <laughs> whether or not you're being cared for. Yeah, I don't know. Exactly. I mean... Maybe it's some of it's from childhood, the way your parents did things or whatever. But then maybe some of it's just how you, what you see is important, I guess. Because like we were talking about, okay, so last week, remember we talked about the guy said, yes, yes, yes and it's yes. not always yes. Yes. <coughs> or today, I changed some things around the house. I'm trying to optimize now that we've moved. We moved everything in, but now it's optimization time. It's optimization time, people. Yes. And so I optimized one of the rooms and I said, hey, what do you think of it? And you were like, yeah, it's good. Because I don't think that those... Well, I actually said, yeah, it's good because I looked at it. No, and no, I, yeah, that's fine. I actually appreciated the optimization right. of choices. But that in you the past, I would have been picked. like, why aren't you saying, yeah, that's good because you moved this, this, and this, and I noticed it. Well, I Well, actually, to think that. what happened is that you asked if I liked it. Yeah. And I said, yes, yeah. I did. But to you, then you immediately said, oh, so you don't like it then. So you immediately interpreted, yeah, I like it, to mean, no, I don't like it. Right, but I thought through that process, I was like, okay, that's kind of ridiculous because I can't expect those things to be as important to you. You know what, like you getting a new TV or getting something like that. Because your expectation was going to be like I was going to like 
Right, get I didn't really, throw, like, yeah. really psyched like, up. No, I like, mean, oh my gosh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, it's like if you were going to do something that I don't really, I'm not as passionate about, and you, you're like, sure. oh, I did this, and I'm like, okay, and it's not, I'm not being rude, I'm just not as passionate about that, right. and that needs to be thrown into the mix, right? Of like all of this discussion of feeling cared for, I have to remember that we're not the same person. So you're not right. in my brain reading my thoughts and waiting for the script to figure out how to treat me. That's ridiculous, right? So my expectation that makes me prideful and arrogant to think that you should be doing all these things for me all the time. Nora, nor am I waiting around to do something to really annoy you. Right. And that's the that's the problem too is feeling like if usually it's a specific thing. Usually it's like one little specific. Everything's going along fine <laughs> and then something comes up, "Oh, we have to replace something in our house." This because it's an older house, and I'm like, well, when are we gonna do this? When are we gonna do this? And you're you have it in your head. You call it on your radar, yes. right? But if I don't have like a time, I'm like, oh, he forgot. So it's a small thing. It's not like a huge deal where, oh my gosh, I'm gonna die. You know what I mean? It's not that big of a deal, but it feels like it's not being thought about because I don't because of the again we talk about this all of the time communication, right? So if you say to me. I'm thinking about that, but I'm not going to have an answer for a month or something like that. Then I'm like, okay, that makes sense. And I'll wait it out. But if it's just like, it's on my radar. Well, your radar is like, you have a lot on your plate, so it could fall off like a pee onto the floor. Yeah. And I think that, uh, I need to do a better job about being explicit, um, you know, kind of around that and what I mean. And because I think that in my head, like, on the radar means, yeah, it's sort of out there and it's something that I know we have to do at some point, but I don't believe it's something that needs to be happening right now. So I'm going to keep it out there in like a holding pattern, you know, until the time that it makes sense to do it. And rather than coming to you and saying, hey, look, that's not important right now, even though you may think it's important right now, I'm going to judge that it's not important right now, and we're going to talk about it again in three months. Yeah, because you're triaging it, which makes sense. I understand that. But it's like if those words aren't communicated, it just feels forgotten. And that's like not right. the right idea right. in my own head to have, but it's it's out there. You know, it's like... Well, it doesn't sound like you're particularly offended by having a timeline. You just don't like when you don't know that there, you don't have any visibility. Like, it's I don't nebulous. know if there's a timeline. Oh, Maybe it's there's a timeline. on the radar. Well, Maybe where? there's not a timeline. Right. I don't know. Right? right, that kind of deal. Yeah. Because then it stays on your list. Yep. And then you feel like you have to manage it. It's like the DMV, right? And you think they've forgotten about you because it's been four hours. And they're like, no, it's out there somewhere. You know what I mean? It's like, it just doesn't work that way. I think communication between spouses should be like, or for me, I need more of like a, Here's a deadline for that thing. Okay, well, then that's cool. You know, we can wait till then. But if I think it's just going to sit there undone, that's no good. No bueno for me. Yeah. And then you feel uncared for. Right. But it's kind of silly, too, because if I look at... That's the thing, too, about humans, right? So for me, if I focus on that thing not getting done instead of all these other things that you are doing... I get in the mire of that. I remember we were talking about at church how he was saying, I think we talked about this once maybe already, but not even complaining in your head. Like it's it's bad to complain verbally, right? Because we don't want to be complainers. We want to be praising God with our words. But we can also do it in our head. And so if I focus on that thing, I'm like, 
oh, I'm just never, it's never going to be, you know, in my head, I'm thinking all these complaining thoughts. If I focus on all the things that you are doing and that God is doing, then I can let that thing go. It's when I start to focus on the thing, because I'm like, <laughs> I'm being OCD about it. I'm like, it's not getting done. It's not getting done. It's never going to get done. He's not going to care about it. He doesn't care about it. You know what I mean? And those kind of things start nagging. So I guess it depends on the person. Some people are probably just really laid back about everything. They don't need a timeline. They just feel good about it. And that's fine. You know, that's not how I am. Really. I think I'm more laid back than I used to be. But I think, again, yes, you need to communicate that to me. I think that would help me tremendously. But I also need to not focus on that bad thing, you know, and let it hurt and deteriorate me. I was thinking about that the other day with God. It's like, why am I going to use my brain power for frustration and complaining when you made this brain to glorify and praise you with for everything I have? And so I start to think about that and I start to think I'm being a baby now. I'm making too big of a deal. It's like a mountain out of a molehill. Like it's really not that big of a thing, but I'm just playing it in my head so much. Right. So it's those two things in combination, I think communication and where am I putting my thoughts so you're saying that you actually play a role in whether or not I feel you're my, being thoughtful, right? Yeah, or, or whether I might be doing exactly the same thing, right? Or but, not? Or but, like uh, mindset changes everything, right? Because God says to a merry heart is good like medicine. So if I have a merry heart and I wake up and I'm or I go through my day or whatever and I'm praising God for everything He's done, it will sort of smooth praising over Him for you, yeah, and I'm like. Shh. That's such a small thing. Like really this, what we're talking about is like, I don't want to also say, cause either it'll be minimized or made too big a deal if for, you know, everyone else. But, um, it's really not, it's a relatively small thing with everything else that's good, you know? And so God says we always have something to praise him for. So yeah, I think these, like you said, it's probably part of childhood, part of life, part of being slammed by people a lot, you know, things that hurt a lot. And so those hurts kind of get aggravated when things aren't communicated, but it's not totally your fault. Like I think you have, again, it's always like half and half, right? Like, yes, communicate better, but I also need to have not a crappy attitude. And that will then help you feel more cared for. I will feel well, I will feel more cared for. Yes, if I'm having a right heart, I will feel more cared for because I'll be right. looking at the good parts. Yeah, right. Although there's certainly things that I need to do to do a better job of caring for you. Right. And again, and some the, of that is like me doing the wrong things in trying to care for you, where I think maybe something is, you know, because maybe it's something that I like, so I'll do it for you. Cause but that's I'm, something can aggravate right, you too. You know? Yeah. So so I have to make sure that I'm doing the things that are important to you so that you do feel cared for, even though I understand that it's not 100% within my Yeah, both of us do. Realm. Yep. And forgiving constantly because, like, God constantly is pointing out those verses to me about how he's forgiven us so much. And I'm going to hold on to this No, I mean, there's small no question thing, that the, like, the faster that you can get over an offense, the faster that you can forgive and say, okay, I'm going to move on now. Like, you're going to be, you're married. You're not, you know, right. if you're in a Christian relationship, you're not going to get a divorce. Right. And so why do you want to sit, why do you want to sit in an offense instead of letting that offense go and moving forward? Yeah. Right? Like why, yeah. why stay there? Well, for me, it's always been, especially in the past, was because I saw myself as a person who had to fight all the time. 
And so finding things to fight about or not fight with you about right. fight in right. myself. Because right. going through anxiety and stuff, like you're always fighting. And so learning to be at peace, like you're saying, within the marriage, within whatever context of that, and just being thankful for what we do have. Because you're not a perfect person. I'm not a perfect person. But if I start saying things to you and putting myself up higher, it's like not a good idea either. So then it just puts sin on top of sin and then what? Bad things. Yeah. So I just think it's interesting to think about though, like you said in the beginning, is it this, is it that? And what if it's, what if it's me? You know, more so than it's you. What if you are trying and I'm not seeing it? In certain areas, or well, I mean, there's. Uh, I think there's. I think what if there's I give some you the portion benefit of that. Of doubt? But there's, there's. A, well, and that would be cool. But there's lots of things that I fail to do that I should be doing. And there's definitely things that I take for granted that I just assume you're going to do. I, you know, like I don't even think about that thing, whatever that thing might be, because I know you've got it, right? There's, you know, and maybe we never explicitly talked about whether or not you should got it for that thing or whatever. Um, and so maybe there's some of that too. So there's things that I think I need to do. To, to step up in certain ways. And then there's also, you know, just being resilient, being, you know, getting through things quickly and then looking at ways that our own crap influences what we're receiving from the other person. Yeah. And it's a dance. Like, we're choreographing, God's choreographing a dance through our marriage. And so, I mean, I call it that. It's not like a biblical term. But... We're going to step on each other's toes sometimes, I guess. And I think if we talk about it earlier, then it doesn't, it just doesn't fester. That's the problem, the festering, the focusing on it, the, oh, oh, yeah, uh, it's never going to happen. Oh, no, this is awful. You do everything wrong. I do everything right. Like, what, how did that become that of something so trivial? Yeah. Yep. So. Yep. So we don't know where you're at in your marriage, the things that help you feel cared for or that you, you know, see as being cared for from your spouse. But uh, maybe this is an opportunity to take some time and talk about what, you know, what is it that, um, that you need from the other person that helps you to feel cared for and maybe think about what motivates that and if it's right and if you're seeing things right and, you know, just kind of tune it up. Yeah, and ask God to heal you from your hurts of your past so that, that you're not putting all of that on your yeah, spouse. Yeah, that, that can be Because that's sure. something I've done a lot. Yes. Yeah. All right. Can you pray? Because my voice is still not right. Okay. Lord, I pray that you make Chris's voice right and that you would um, just be in the midst of every Christian marriage. Lord, we are your remnant. We are your people. And I pray that you would well up inside of us with your Holy Spirit. Help us to see things through your eyes. Help us not to look to ourselves, but to look at the interest of others. Um, help us to be thankful people. Help us, Lord, by reminding us with grace and mercy to do the things that you've called us to do so that we can live lives of freedom and abundance with our faces glowing in radiance because of you so that we can be a light to this world, Lord Jesus. It feels like now more than ever, I know history um, shows me that it's not just now more than ever, but feels like now more than ever, especially in the culture we're in right now, we have to have a light. There's such a desperate need. And so I just pray that these marriages that are listening would be coming together closer and closer every day because they're getting closer to you. I pray for um, us all to just figure out ways to explore your word more and more in depth so that we can have your truth on our tongues, in our hearts, and in our minds all day long, every day so that we can glorify your name. 
thank you and praise you for all the things that you do. You're awesome, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, we definitely thank you for listening. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe. That way you will get the latest episodes as soon as they are available. Share us with your friends. Let them know they need to be listening to. And uh, in the meantime, until the next time we're able to get together again, please keep keep chasing chasing truth. truth. See ya. Peace out.